VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. living in a clean society with the trash picked up, the toilet scrubbed, and the truck drivers that honk when you do that arm thing out the window. <laughs> That's fun. Toot toot. But in order to live a clean life like the little porcelain princesses we are, somebody's got to do the dirty work. Today we're going on the porta potties. We're getting in the dump trucks. And hey, did you know a coyote urine collector makes 80k a year? What? Yes, we're doing dirty jobs on this episode of The Brighter Side. Oh, yeah. Coyote urine you can get it at Home Depot, and it, you put it in your yard, and it's so like other things think a predator's there, so they don't come around. Oh, but that means somebody's gonna like suck off these coyotes. Well, you, that's not how pee works. Yeah, because dudes, they they pee inside you, and that's how you get pregnant, right? <laughs> <laughs> Coyote, that's that's a you know that's a dirty job, but it also seems incredibly dangerous. Dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing, sucking me off? The coyotes, I hear them all the time when I'm staying up at Jeff's house. They they and then you hear something else just scream because it's getting ripped wow. to shreds. And it's, How many coyotes do you think you could take? I think I could take three. I'd say three, it depends on, sometimes they're big, sometimes they're small. I could take three. If I had a, a weapon, say like a baseball bat, I could take mm. five. Ooh, I see. The weapon of my choice, I think we've talked about this before, is mm. like, a, you know, like cops will have them from back in the day. It's like a, it's like you whip it out, you know, oh, yeah. you know, it's like a flimsy rod, you know, like I feel like that's perfect for beating coyotes. That reminds me of like the stick my mom used to make me go pick. She'd go pick a switch. And oh, you, you would you think had to, you were like, that is real for you. That is real for me. I've heard that, you know, many times, but I've never known anyone that actually had to do it. It is real. And that's why, because you would think, oh, you pick the small switches, but they hurt worse because mm-hmm. they're, they go, whoa, whoa, whoa. they got them flexibility. <laughs> Woo, you got to pick a thick switch. Yeah, big stick. And a tree stump. Yeah. You know, something she can't pick up. Yeah. Yeah, just roll it back. And then she's just like, all right, lay down and I'm going to fucking beat you. Lay down. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely got switched once because I let the dog out of the shed when she was in heat. But mm. she kept screaming and crying and I let her out. She took a fucking switch to me. Wow. My mom was old fashioned. She would just beat me with her hand. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's the frugal way to beat your child. It's with your hands. I can't be messing with these trees. Once I got 
beat by my mom because I uh, cut the trees too short. So there you go. Wow. What a wild. She had me do uh, yard work and she's like, make sure you trim the trees. And then I trimmed them too short and then she beat the hell out of me. But then it means it's good though because then it's going to take longer to grow out. I don't she know. She sounded just angry, but that's another was, dirty job is being a mom. Being a mom or a change, gardener. Yeah. <laughs> change tree the diapers. Tree tough. I bet. I could never be a tree trimmer. No. I got, I'm allergic to uh, freshly cut trees and grass. Oh, that's so sad, Eds. You can never like run through a field and be free? I mean, as long as it's not cut. Wow. I'm sorry. It's fine. One time when I went to Bonnaroo one time, I... I didn't. I was like, I'm gonna not wear my shoes for four days because I'm free. And then by the uh, fourth day, my feet got real big because I'm allergic to grass. Damn. And there was, then I was tripping on acid, and I was like, Hey, man, my feet real big. And he just like he just looked at me like, Oh my god, yes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Did you go to the hospital? No, I, I mean, I was I felt perfectly fine, but I couldn't go to work because I literally couldn't get my shoes on my feet. You got two tree stumps for feet. Yeah, it took two days, but they went down. I popped some Benadryl and everything was fine. Wow. Well, brighter side of that is when you and Julie own your home, finally, then you can just be like, Julie, go cut the grass. I can't do it. Well, we'll have someone do it. No, it was just Julie out there at 8 a.m. on a Sunday, <laughs> just fucking riding lawnmower. Oh, she already does all the work. She washes Tootsie. On a daily basis. Of a she's dirty like, job. Speaking of a dirty job, squeeze, leaky. Squeezing her leaks. and Actually, she's looking great these days. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we got some new stuff uh, to put on her um, her sores. Uh, it's called New Stock. And, okay. Uh, it's been, you know, plug for New Stock. There you go. It, it closes up a doggy wound like no other. Ooh. Now, speaking of dog sores and dirty jobs, part of a veterinarian's job, I've heard, is to, quote unquote, leak a dog's asshole. Express its gland. It's what? anal glands. That isn't normal. A dog can't express itself. It's got- what? <laughs> Why? Like dogs happened- don't need their shit worked out in the wild. I mean, you know, well, dogs aren't very wild, you know, like, right. I, you know, like there's coyotes and wolves and shit. But like, other than that, it's not like there's a fucking Maltese in the woods. Right. Imagine you know? milking a coyote's asshole oh and then you got to get its urine out of it. That oh. poor fucking animal. I mean, they probably feel great at the end of that. <laughs> I remember when we brought I brought Tootsie to this lady and she just like and, uh, right when I got her and then she was like, OK, hold on. And she just put on some gloves and like right on the counter of her pet store. She just elite expressed Tootsie's glands, and it was like oil. Oh it was God. like it was like purple oil. Purple oil. Yeah, it out was of her pur- asshole. Well, out of her glands, out of her anal glands. What is what is that? Is that hell? I think so. Yeah, it's, it's stuff that can't live there. You know, and hers was mm. there for too long. It supposedly is supposed to be a much lighter color, but. Hers needed it bad, and she was, uh, you know, she was relieved. She was at a little spray in her step afterwards. She did not express herself no, early. Ooh, no. yeah. I would have never thought about that because I've never really like owned a dog like that. We've mm-hmm. always just had woods dogs and like put a bowl of kibble out, and that was it. Yeah, I've never had like a dog that was on like a license registry or whatever the fuck you do. Do you have to like submit your dog to the government like a car? Twenty five dollars a year. In uh, Los Angeles, I got to pay to have Rambo. And is that so, like, if I shot Rambo in the head, I'd go to jail? No, that's so they they can, like, give money to the pound and stuff like that. Mm. And those things, those services can run and stuff like that. They, You know, that's normal crime stuff. Interesting. If so you I've, shot the dog If I head. shot the dog in the head. Well, yeah. I would never shoot Rambo in the head. No, just the chest. <laughs> <laughs> No, Rambo is a good boy. I asked when I went to the vet with Rambo last if he needed to get his um, anal glands expressed. And she said, you know, they, they're fine. 
He's he does have nice a juicy ass. butt. Yeah, he has a juicy butt. So I thought that maybe like, you know, they needed to be expressed. And she was there. She was like, ah, he's fine. Don't worry about it. He's got a nice butt. Wow. You know what? I could never, I never understand bestiality. Yeah. You know, thank God I'm not attracted to animals. Mm-hmm. Some people are. I, I, um, I'm in the feastiality. I fuck food. <laughs> <laughs> you got jokes? I got jokes. I got jokes. I got jokes. Uh, you go first. Go okay. First, go first. Today I learned another name for a toilet is the poet's corner. Makes sense because most poetry is crap. Hey, there we go. There we go. Uh, crime scene cleanup is an awful job. Uh, you know you got a shitty job when even a working dog wouldn't do what you do. <laughs> That's funny. I saw a bunch of cops on bicycles and I thought, oh shit, be cool. It's the cops on bicycles. They might ding ding at me. <laughs> Imagine getting fucking pulled over by a cop on a bike. Uh, you know, times have changed. You know, you know, bike cops can get married now and that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. You should write that on stage. Oh, no, that's uh, it's a, I wrote that joke years ago for our cop roast. Oh, that's yeah. so funny. <laughs> Ding, ding, pull over. Ding, ding. Imagine getting like handcuffed by a cop on a fucking bicycle. Oh, and they were wearing shorts. I would run. You can't arrest me in shorts. No. I'm sorry. Like that is like, you need to put pants on. With a helmet that blinks? No, get the fuck out of here. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I would pull his gun out. (laughs) It's illegal. (laughs) <laughs> the uh, Americans fetishize uh, watching people work jobs worse than them. You know, shitty jobs always get their own TV show. Deadliest Catch, Ice Road Truckers, uh, Fox and Friends. <laughs> that is a shitty job. It really is. I know some people that used to work for that show. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, I guess do what you want for the money. But It's early. Point, it's what are you doing? I mean, forget like right and wrong. It's early. It's just early. It's 7 a.m. You're going to be looking great. And that means getting up at like four. Fuck all that shit. Fuck all that shit. <laughs> you know, the term farming accident is just a nice way of saying the most painful way to die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we had a farming accident? Oh, you mean he was swallowed by a wood chipper ass first? <laughs> Farming accident. (laughs) I used to, uh, back in the day, I used to date this girl and her dad was a farmer. And I remember I went out to their uh, farm and it was like, you know, like acres and acres and acres and acres. It was huge. It had like a square mile of land. And um, they, I went into the, the barn where they kept all the farming equipment. That shit's like two stories tall. Some of it. I never seen any, it all is just like death machines. Like it is like, they are terrifying pieces of machinery and he would always go out and work in the field with no fucking uh you know cell phone you know and it's just like how is anyone gonna know if something happens to you and you know it's like one of those things like if a nut or bolt is broken you gotta like reach your hand in there and fix it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. fuck that that's just scary but farming's what? a scary tough job yes it is and they have to get up early speaking of fox and friends mm-hmm. they have to get up early god damn i'd uh, be angry if i was a farmer there was a um a kid from their town, then all the kids were playing uh, hide and go seek. Mm. And this kid, fucking idiot kid, I mean, I'm sorry to say he's, an he's idiot. pretty stupid. He hid in the wood chipper and, uh, and the dad <laughs> and the dad turned it on. And uh, in, in, uh, a shoe came, he heard screams and a shoe came and like pieces of a shoe came out. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, at least it was fast. I don't know if it was. 
Because it's just your legs at first. Oh, I mean, that's what happens when you hide in don't, the wood chipper. Don't hide in the wood chipper. What are we doing here, kid? I mean, I think I'm just going to go ahead and call it, and that is natural selection. Yeah. I found out because we were like walking around in the park and there was like a bench, you know, dedicated to him. Mm -hmm. I, you know, couldn't help but think, like, was the bench like made out of pieces of him? <laughs> This is like a particle board, you know. I didn't go see how a lot of kids die. Somebody hid in like a refrigerator and they couldn't find them. Oh, my God. Uh, George Gordon. He's always upset about when people leave their refrigerators out without taking the door off. You're supposed to, if you're throwing out a fridge, you're supposed to take the door off because if a kid hides in it, they can't get out. And so like once that shut, it's hard to open from the inside. You know, wow. you can always open it from the outside. It's got the handle. It's nice and easy. So why is George Gordon so mad about this? What happened to him? I don't know, but he's just, uh, he's obsessed. He's always posting pictures of refrigerators with, uh, with their doors still on them and shaming people. That's an oddly specific shame. Hey, you know, someone's got to do it. All right. Good you job, know, George. Oh, and I got one more joke. Me too. Joke. Uh, working on holidays can be awful. But it can be great if your family sucks. <laughs> That's a little tip, like working in the yeah. restaurant industry. I was always like, oh, oh no, no, I can't come I can't home for Christmas. I got to work my job. They're so mean. No. They're so mean in my job. They make me work on Christmas and oh. Thanksgiving. I'm off on New Year's. I got <laughs> There's a job called a sheep castrator where you have to castrate the sheep with your mouth because the balls are too slippery. And that just sounds like a perverted farmer got caught and was like, oh, yeah, you got to you got to do it with your mouth. <laughs> you know, I've, I've, I've never heard of that. Yes. So what, you have to bite the sheep's penis with, off? Yeah, with, your, with, the, with the, the testicles, you have to bite it with your mouth because but, it's Oh, you too bite slippery. the testicles off. Yeah. Oh, too slippery for a knife? I don't know what the... F I, I really do think somebody got caught. Yeah, no, there's got to be a better... You, no one's... No, it's too busy. <laughs> How sharp are your teeth? I, you know, I have trouble biting into sandwiches sometimes. I know, and we have much less through a, a, a kicking sheep. We have inventions now. Yeah. Airplanes can fly in the air. What are you doing, biting the sheep's testicles off with your mouth? Yeah, yeah you know. Maybe they like it. Maybe they like it. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, um, you were talking about the restaurant industry and always like being away from on um like holidays, never going home to family. Mm -hmm. Restaurant industry is a dirty job. Mm. Very dirty. Most of my stories you'll hear today are definitely all from uh, jobs I had in the restaurant industry. It is, a, it is a hard job. One of the dirtiest restaurants I ever worked at, not because the restaurant was like covered in bugs or anything, because it was just like a seafood restaurant, mm. is hard. Because it you stinks. it stinks and you like, because how much it stinks, you really got to clean it. You know, every night you really got to scrub that whole Bleach. place up, up and down. You know, it's everything. It's it's a disaster. So I used to work at this place called Crystal River Seafood in Tallahassee. And first of all, it always bothered me that it was a seafood restaurant and like rivers are freshwater. But, you know, like the, you know, we did sell catfish, but you know, at the same time, it's like, what are we doing? Here? Yeah, what are we doing? That's like Vegas Seafood Buffet. Didn't you and Henry get sick eating there? And you're like, oh, yeah, because there's no ocean in Vegas. Yeah, we got so sick. In Glendale, we went to the Vegas Seafood Buffet. And it's like, why are you naming your seafood buffet after a landlocked place in the desert when you are a city on the ocean? Yeah. 
What are we doing? What are you doing? <laughs> and of course we got sick, but it was, you know, worth it. Somebody gave me a free ticket to that that I never used because he was a weird man on a lot of drugs. I mm. used to work at the gym. Apparently he had money because his dad died and gave him all the money, but he spent it all on drugs. He had no teeth. Mm. Very fit because he would just only go to the gym and that was it. And he'd be like, you call, I got your Vegas food buffet. I got your free oh. coupon at Vegas food buffet. <laughs> <laughs> and I never went. Nice. Well, you know, fish, you don't really have to chew. No, right. <laughs> yeah, you can just kind of like break it up with the roof of your mouth with your tongue right. if you have to. Yeah, so that makes sense why he was so into the Vegas uh, buffet. Seafood. But, All right, so you worked at Crystal Rivers, the best place in the world. I, You know, I really liked working there. All my friends worked there. I'm still friends with some of the people I worked with there. You know, it was a good job. But... um it was like a step above Red Lobster, you know, oh. but like a step below something fancy, if right. that makes any sense. I mean, Red Lobster, I would go for their cheddar biscuits. God, I love them biscuits. I don't really think of them as like, ooh, the lobster. Oh, no. I don't, you yeah, know, of I course I would just not. go for the biscuits and maybe like some soup or something. And the all-you-can-eat shrimps. Yeah. They do that a lot. But shrimps are like poor people food. It depends on the shrimp. You yeah. know, like some of it's like real nice. You know, I get these Mexican shell on shrimp. They Ooh. are from the farmer's market. They are tasty, but I they're bet. like, you know, $18 a pound, you know, so you got to pay for what you get, you know, but at the same time, you know, like the shitty shrimps, they can really fuck you up. Just like a big, a little nasty yeah. shrimp. See, at the Crystal River Seafood, we had all kinds of shrimp. We had popcorn shrimp. We had tail on shrimp. We had tail off shrimp. We'd make the scampies. We'd do the fried shrimp, the and butterfly shrimp? shrimp. Yeah, wow. Yeah, no, it was so much. I like love Forrest Gump over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Bubba. For, Bubba. Yeah, Bubba. Right. Now, you had to like take off the little shit tail, right? I mean, yeah, people, it's more of like their spine. You know, everyone calls it, you know, the dookie, but I'm pretty sure it's their spine. It's just another creature with their own way of working it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 uh, I peeled some shrimp yesterday, actually. It was nice. I got, oh, yeah. You know, they taught me, get a shrimp peeler. They're always red and it's got a little pokey hook. And it's kind of like a coat hanger. And you just put it up in there and you just pull it out and the shrimp's, you know, the, it's perfect. I guess if that you was shake like- shake your head, but you love it. I don't know. If that was like a human contraption, I'm thinking like, you know how I said like human-sized microwave? Like mm. what if it was like a human-sized shrimp peeler? It would just be a hook that would go from my pussy to my mouth? Oh, well, it'd have to come out. It'd have to be your back because it's got to rip out your spine. Oh, so my asshole. Yeah, the asshole that it like, and the, your head would pop off and with it too. take yeah. my spine out? Yeah, oh. it's like a Mortal Kombat move. <laughs> <laughs> the shrimp peeler, the human peeler. <laughs> oh my god! But um, I remember uh, I used to have to, uh, you know, whenever I worked the dishes there, you know, I was back when I was like super poor, and so I couldn't afford shoes without holes in it. We've talked about living yeah. like this before, but at Tallahassee, uh, working this, like I would literally, like I would come home and my feet would look like they were just like shriveled up pieces of shit. Like I would just be working in a puddle, yeah, for hours. And then uh, my like my feet would turn like white, you know, like I know I'm a white man, yeah. but like my feet would turn white. I mean, white people are technically pink. Yes. If you want to get dirty with it. Yeah. <laughs> but they'd be like, you probably got worms and shit in there. I was, it was a really hard, gross job. And I used to come home and like, I would fucking, you know, I would, I would like literally peel off my clothes before I got in the house. Sometimes it would stink so bad. Oh my yeah, God. no. And like my roommates were furious, you know, cause like how bad my shit stunk. And like, of course I was bad at fucking doing my laundry all the as much as I should. So my room, like for, a, for, for like a couple months was just reeked. 
Ooh, seafood yeah. Eddie. Yeah, no. bringing all those girls over. It's, don't worry about the shrimp smell. You know what? Now I'm thinking about it. I didn't. Th- I don't think I got laid that year. No. <laughs> now that I'm, now that I'm breaking it down in my head. Yeah, no one touched me that year. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Interesting. 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 I don't know. A lot of free fish. Free, you know, if you can't get a woman with free fish, then something's going wrong. You know, that's how you got a wife back in 1802. Yes, I'm the fish man. Yeah, you got to get her. You got to get the woman, and then become a fishmonger. Right, that's how it goes. I mean, bartending. I bartended a lot of places. You just get on your hands and knees, and like, I like a clean bar because mm-hmm. I don't like working in filth. I don't like drinking in filth. I respect the customers too much. Yeah. You got to get on your hands and knees and clean the limes that like stick in like anywhere possible. The little straws, the wet napkins. Oh, man. I was so when I was a chef at the village poorhouse, um, we had a health inspection and the kitchen was perfect. And uh, I got to see because the bartenders weren't cleaning up properly. That's bad, man. And there was fucking lemon wedges and all this shit and like maraschino cherries behind bullshit and mm-hmm. like flies and like the liquor bottles. And I was like, what is go- I lost? Because it makes me look like I'm the fucking slob. Yeah, but sometimes you know? it's the bar. And it, well, yeah, I was. I, we got a C because of the bar. I didn't get one demerit. That must have been bad. It was horrible. The Ugh. ice machine was a mess, and I was so fucking mad. If you ever go to a bar and you're suspect of how they treat everything, order a a, a can of beer or a bottle of a beer. tap beer is how you really find out if it stinks in there or not. Really? Because that's why a lot of times if I go to a place and it looks a little dirty, I won't get the tap. I'll just no. get whatever you got in bottles or cans. Because you got to clean out those lines. And yeah. if they don't, it's going to be sour. Oh, yeah. At the poorhouse, we used to do it twice a week. But like there's places, I bet, that do it like once a month. They'll never and do you it. You can taste it immediately. You ever like get a beer from somewhere and it just tastes skunky? And it's like, it's because they don't clean their lines or their fucking keg. They they store their kegs not in a cooler or something like that. Ah. Yeah, no, it's a disaster. I hate that shit. When I used to work at Applebee's, um, speaking of like people that don't give a shit, there was like, so there's this thing called marrying the condiments. So we'd have these Mm -hmm. giant vats of mayonnaise. Yeah. And then like one mayonnaise jar would have, would be like a little bit left and one would be like half full. Yeah. So they would take the little bit left and put it in the half full so you have more space yeah. instead of two cans, one now. But it was always one can, the little bit left that had mildew in it. Like You got to toss that. You got to toss it. And like we were like scraping off like an inch of mildew. And I said, we should not be mirroring this with the good mayonnaise. Just throw it out. And they're like, no, because it's more good than it's bad. And they were like, the good outweighs the bad. And I was like, this isn't Star Wars. Fucking throw the mayonnaise away. What do you yeah. mean the good outweighs the bad? The mayonnaise, that, it takes a lot for mayonnaise to go bad, too. Like, it, you got to work hard to, like, not use all your mayonnaise. And it's just people, it's just always laziness. Yeah. You know, it's always people not rotating the stock. And, like, a, a gallon of mayonnaise gets pushed in the back. And then you open the top. And it's got, like, that weird, like, Swiss cheese look to the top of it where it's got all these little holes in it and stuff. That's how you tell it's bad. Yeah. And, uh, you yeah, know, I'd always get furious because it's just like, it's 20 bucks. You know, like we just lost money because you didn't fucking stock the shelves properly. You know, because of laziness. You know, a lot of dirty jobs like are that way because people's coworkers are lazy. You yes. know, and like it wouldn't be a dirty job if someone just fucking took an extra ten minutes and did their job right. Amen, Eddie. You know, amen. <laughs> and, and also, like you know, not even jobs, but like a dirty lifestyle. And I say this: I'm talking to myself specifically, me, like five, ten years ago. I'm just living in filth. 
Mm-hmm. And then I was depressed. And then I was too tired to like clean my shit. So then it got more. And then I would get sick. Yeah. Awful. And it would just be like bad problem leading to another problem and another problem. No, it's good. The best thing you could do in a situation like that, like I was always the dirty kid. And then uh, in college, uh, I got a clean roommate. And uh, once I got him as my roommate, I was like my whole like I felt guilty, you know, letting shit pile up. And so I would uh, I would always I, would, I started cleaning more. And then, you know, once you start cleaning more then all of a sudden, you know, your life's better. It's nice. Ten minutes a day. Yeah. And then I really got clean when I lived with some horrible roommates who really destroyed my house. Uh, it was when I was living with Henry. Henry wasn't that bad. It was our other roommates that were really, really bad. And when that was the only time in my life that I had a perfectly spick and span room because every other inch of the house was so filthy and I refused to clean up after all these squatter punks I had living in my house. Is that the place where they were like, we want to do tattoos and you walked in on them like giving tattoos dirty? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. She was going to, she didn't get a job and she was waiting for a tattoo apprenticeship and she offered me a tattoo uh, for rent money. And, uh, but the, the problem was that her needle was dirty. And that's why she couldn't get a job. And I was like, well, I don't, first of all, I don't want a tattoo. Fuck you. You know, but like you want you get a dirty needle. What are you doing? No. No. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I saw a video of somebody that got, speaking of like the dog's asshole getting, express yourself. Yeah. There's a video of this guy who got a, a tattoo with a dirty needle and then just let it sit. And then this fucking doctor opened up a hole in there and like expressed himself. And it was just like, just assess in his fucking back. Don't get a dirty tattoo. Yeah, no, I mean, you got to be careful. That infection will fucking kill you. After going through what I just went through with that infection I had in my mouth and like my face swelling up and my eyes shutting and shit from it. And it was just like, you know, and then I got to the doctor and she just drained my bullshit. You know, like, It'll kill you. It'll, It'll kill, kill you. you. I was doing a, a festival one time and they're like, hey, comics, come and get a tattoo for free in the basement. And I I, I don't want a tattoo, but I was just like looking. And it was mm-hmm. just like some girl with no gloves who's just like, on people like giving them a smiley face and laughing. And I was like, there's no gloves. I don't know who this chick is. Yeah. What's going on? 
I should really get my life together. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. That was a, that, I, I know what fest you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we all played it. It was a mess. It was uh, a mess. Um, Speaking of, you know, we're talking about, you know, restaurant stuff for a second here because that's like most of our dirty stuff. Yes. Um, I used to work when I was 18. I used to work at Buffalo Wild Wings. In That's Tallahassee. a dirty place, especially the one in, in Hollywood, California. I get sick every time. And yeah. I think it's because they don't clean out their oil. Yeah, no, it's and they use fryer shortening, not oil. So like their oil is like almost looks like ice cream in a way. Like it comes in a it, it comes in a uh, like a box in a bag. Oh, like lard. Yeah, it's more like that. That's what they use at BW3. That. You know, that might be healthier than seed oil. Maybe, but it, it was when you had to pour it, when you had to get it out and pour it, it put it into the fryer, it would always get all over you because sometimes like you would get like stuck in like, or then if you try to like put the bag upside down, the bag would get caught on some bullshit in the fryer and then like part of the bag would rip off into the fryer and the fryer starts cooking plastic. You know, like Buffalo Wild Wings was a, a shitty shitty job when I had it at 18 and then I worked there at 18 and then I went and worked somewhere else for a while and I came back and worked there again when I was 23 and it got attacked together but when I was there when I was 18 like there was like no one in charge worth a damn oh my god and so we were all 18 year olds you yeah. know like so we're just like drinking the fucking booze and not doing our job yeah you don't care we were running that place into the ground so many people working in restaurants back in the day were just teenagers who did not give a shit and like as much as I'm just kind of like, we don't need the government in our lives, I do like the ABC restaurant grading. Oh, yeah. Health inspectors, you know, as much as I've done, I've hated them in my day, you know, they they need to exist. They need to exist because they used to not exist. Yeah. And then you, you would just have teenagers giving you awful mayonnaise or like fried rats and like no one cared. Oh, my God. It was the I, we had the biggest cockroach infestation at B-dubs. Oh, my it was, God. It was like Bad. Like I'd be the first one to show up in the morning and I flick the lights on and they would scatter, you know, that type of deal. And I, we would just spend, cause no one was eating there for a while because the food was so bad that I would spend like hours of my day because the owners wouldn't get pest control. And so I'd spend like hours of my day, like hunting cockroaches to kill them. And like one day I found the nest that <gasps> I told this on round table years ago, but I'll tell it now. And I found the nest. It was a hole in the wall in the mop closet and I saw like three cockroaches run into the hole and I was like, oh, that's where they are. <laughs> and so I like cut the top of a bleach bottle off and then I just stuck because the hole was that big. It was like as wide as a bleach bottle. And so I cut the top of a bottle of the bleach bottle off and I put it in the in there upside down. And then I poked a couple holes in the bottom so the bleach would come out faster. You know how like with the yeah. air thing. And uh I'd say a thousand cockroaches came out of that hole. And I was just like started screaming and like jumping up and down. And I'm just like stomping on cockroaches and screaming and shit. It was like the craziest. It was a horror movie. It yeah. was like, it was insane. I never, and I remember another day there was a cockroach that fucking fell onto my head and I was just, I left. I was just like, that's it. I'm leaving today. And I just walked out. I was like, fire me, do whatever. I was like, yeah. I'm done. I can't work anymore today because a cockroach was just in my hair. That's what made me want to leave New York City. I was laying in my bed and you could hear them run around my room, like in the walls. You the rats or the cockroaches? Both. And I feel like cockroaches were like riding the rats like a cowboy on a horse. <laughs> See, I never had a cockroach problem in New York. but Really? Yeah. I, mice, for sure. Yeah. A rat here and there. You know, cockroaches you see during the summer sometimes, but Florida, 
Those fuckers are fierce. They down call there. them June bugs oh, down in Florida. Palmetto bugs. Yeah. They fucking fly and shit. Yeah, scary. There's like three different types of cockroaches, but they all look the same. And then there's like water bugs, and that's the nicest name you can give them. Fucking kill them all. But oh one of them God. landed on my face. Yeah. And I was just like, you know what? I think it's time to leave New York. <laughs> I think it's time I pack up these bags and I go. I remember the rats in New York used to literally eat through the concrete and the metal from outside in New York. Like they would like, we kept a clean kitchen, but you know, they, they, you know, it's the East village, you know, yeah. the, the rats, you know, basically every building in the East village is a bunch of rats holding hands <laughs> concrete poured on top, but they would literally chew their way through the brick on the street and then through the metal in the walls, like lining the kitchen wall and then get there, get into the kitchen that way. They fucking chewed through metal. They chewed through stone and metal. To get through. And then we had to like, like re-cock all the holes and like, we would take these things that are like metal scrubbers. You know what I'm talking? They're just uh, like wool, metal wool scrubbers. And you stretch them out. We used to call them space pussies because it's <laughs> a funny thing to say. But the, uh, info, we would, we would uh, put those in the holes and then the rats, you know, hopefully when the rats try to get back in, they get stuck and then just die in the walls. That was the best way you could fight it. Only way you could do it. Remember that giant inflatable rat? Something yes. with unions in New York. Yeah, whenever someone wasn't uh, treating the construction unions right, they would the the giant inflatable rat would show up outside the site. That's a very New York thing. Oh yeah, like there's that inflatable rat. I and, love and people are it. like, what are you talking about? Yeah. There's an inflatable rat. <laughs> <laughs> I used to work at 99 Miles to Philly, RIP, and um, we were pretty clean over there. I didn't really, but you know, sometimes you know, you know like I said, mice and rats are going to get through. And um, but the place next to us, Blue Nine Burger. Do you remember that place? Is that the place it's right on Third Avenue by the movie theater between Bar None and the movie theater? Um, I think I remember walking by it, but I was always too poor in New York. I I had dollar pizzas. That's all I could eat. Yeah, no, it, it, Blue Nine Burger got shut down three times by the health department because of rats, Oof. and the third time they got shut down was literally because uh, they left their gate open and someone just came by and filmed like the rats like fighting in their in their restaurant. But like we used to share a wall with this place. You know, so we, you know, you do what you can, but like mm -hmm. they ain't doing shit. And so they end up coming over. And I remember when they finally got the pest control in there that, you know, when you start to like really start to kill these animals, that's when you see more of them because they start like coming out from the walls and stuff oh, like that. I was like, where's my buddy Philip? Yeah. Or they like, you know, they get sick and they wander around. And I, I remember um, one of them, uh, one of them wa wandered into our back door because we used to keep our back door open just for like, you know, airflow. And uh, one of them like sickly walked into it. And then my buddy had it trapped against the wall with the f biggest rat I've ever seen. Had it trapped against the wall with a with a broom. And then he was just like, Ed, Ed, Ed. And I came back there and I was just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. just like screaming. I don't know what to do. And uh, and then I, I cut a deal with him. I was like, if I kill it, you clean it up. Yeah. And so I beat it with a bat until it was dead and he had to clean it up. That's and it what was you fucking, do. That was the only That was the first time I ever killed a mammal. It, killing a mammal is it's harder it's hard because they have a soul and reptiles don't i'm just kidding reptiles have a soul too i don't think uh i'd say they don't <laughs> the um I, oh i was walking by a very fancy italian restaurant on my way to the gym in la and i saw a rat coming out of there like it just had a few glasses of wine obviously it was poisoned yeah but um it shows that even the fanciest restaurants could have a vermin problem. Oh yeah, I mean, I see, I see it in L.A. I see rats around in L. Any city's gonna have a bunch of rats. Yeah, but um, 
New York, they're just, they're not going to go anywhere. They're going to be there forever. There's no way the rats are going to, you know, ever be taken out of that. How do we, but yeah, but what if we led them away like the Pied Piper did with the children? I think the Pied Piper was eaten by rats. I'm just kidding. (laughs) The, um... (laughs) Apparently the Pied Piper is based on like a true story. Willard? Oh, no. Mm, you ever mm. see Willard? Oh, is that the guy that was also in the- Crispin Glover. Back to the Future? Yes, 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 yes. He played the Rat King, Willard. I love that movie. That's yeah. a lot of fun. Oh. But apparently a town in Germany a long time ago, um, like some man came around and he, I don't know, he led the children away. Oh, He know. led them all away. You know, they love cooking people in their Germany, so that makes sense to me. Uh, (laughs) Speaking of dirty kitchen jobs, I had to do um, a buddy of mine, a friend of the show, Robbie. um, He opened a new restaurant uh, called uh, American Whiskey. But when they opened it, they had to close down an old restaurant called The Parlor. And they just had to, like, run it into the ground for a couple of months. Oh, so they purposely bought it to just fuck it up. Not to fuck it up, just to, like... They had a lease that had to go through with these co-owners for like a year, mm-hmm. and then they get the place cheap, you know, the following year. I see. But but for the first year, they were like, he could use your chicken wings, dung dung dung. Basically, they they bought the place, and then I had just gotten back from doing the burn, and I didn't have much work, and I was in New York, and I had nothing to do, and I'm buddies with them, and so they're like, hey, can you come and like run our kitchen? Very simple, chicken fingers, you know, nothing crazy. And I was like, sure. And I came and the chef, they're like, all right, you'll be working with this chef. And then I showed up and it was the most disgusting kitchen (gasps) I've ever fucking seen. Kitchens are easy to gross out. Like I'd never like seen anything like it. Like every Thursday he had a buffet and I was like, so what do you put in the buffet? He's like, whatever's old. (gasps) And I was like, oh my God. That's why buffets are, oh my God, eating out is so sketch. It was so bad. In there, it was so bad that I made them shut the kitchen down and just serve booze for three days. Really? While I fired that chef. Edward Gordon Ramsay Larson. And then I I just cleaned. I I hired two people, Ben Kissel being one of them. And, uh, you hired Ben Kissel to clean. I mean, he had he needed money at the time. Okay, and uh, and so we we came in and we just cleaned that place for three days. Wow. Scrubbed the walls, moved all the you know moved the stoves out. We you know like the cooler, like the walk-in cooler was so rusted out and disrepaired. I feel bad saying this, but like they couldn't afford to get a new, you know, put a new wall on the on the cooler or the freezer. Uh, so I just got a bunch of metallic paint and painted it like it looked like it was new. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. You do what you got to do. But yeah, no, it took me uh, it took me three days to get that kitchen into. It was still would have been shut down by the health department. Even they showed up three days after of cleaning? three days of cleaning. Just like like it was like uh, I had never seen anything like it. I don't know how it was open. I don't know everything like you no matter what cooler you opened. It smelled like death. <gasps> It was, I never- Rotting food. It was every, it, everywhere you looked, it was rotting food. Nothing was organized, like chicken on top, you know, like vegetables on the bottom. No. It was like, it was like everything wrong. And this guy was a chef and like, I couldn't believe it. So I was many like people so call- beside myself. Yeah. And I just took, and his menu was so fucking big. And I was like, what are you doing, bro? I was like, what do you, what do you mean? Why do you have a hundred items on your menu? 
what are you doing? You're, you can't keep you're an fresh. Irish bar. Yeah. You know, like, what is this? I was like, I, I took it. I put 10 things on the menu. Yeah. It's like a burger, a chicken sandwich, chicken fingers, a salad, you know, a garden burger. Like, I was just like, let's just scale everything back, throw out. I like, I threw out like a thousand dollars of inventory. I just like started from, I'm like, I need to start from zero. So much money they wasted on food. Yeah. So much. It was just, I, everything was cross contaminated. Uh, it was, I never seen anything like it. That's awful. And uh, yeah. So we, we fixed that, but now it's thriving. Go to American whiskey. It's a, uh, you know, they have a great chef in there now. Hey, great and, job, uh, you know, and it's in the places killing it. The place is killing it. There's one bar I used to love to go to in Brooklyn and then they were, um, kind of suffering for people. So then they hired this new chef on and I was talking to the chef and I was like, this guy's a fucking con artist. And I told the owner, I was like, I don't trust this chef. Yeah. Cause he was like, check out the new menu. He's like, I want to make an extensive menu. Like he said to me and I was like, no, yeah. you got to have like five things on it. Like, what are you doing? He, yeah. You want to make like a 10 page menu. And I was like, this is a hole in the wall bar under a bridge what are we doing with this four course meal like he wants to do? And he kept telling the owner, like, I want to order this. I want to order this. And he demanded the money up front for the food. And yeah. he's like, just pay me. I'll go get the food. He took the money and he ran. Oh, my God. And the God. bar shut down. Oh, the worst. Yeah. I remember. I've talked about this guy on the show recently, I think. Uh, the guy like um, the guy who I worked with, uh, Dale, whatever. I'll say his name. I don't give a fuck. I hate <laughs> the guy. Uh, and, uh, and we... Uh, He's the one who like found the beers in the in the trash can and tried to get the dishwasher fired. Right. That guy. I eventually got him fired, you know, and like, you know, after like years of dealing with this guy. And fast forward like two or three years down the line, speaking of Ben, me and Ben are drinking at this bar right on Metropolitan. We're having a nice, you know, just talking and then like you know, and he's like brings up Dale and he's like, Remember that guy you used to fucking hate? And I was like, Yeah, no, we're talking, just talking about him. And uh, just out of sheer circumstance, the bartender overheard us talking. He's like, did you say Dale? And I was like, yeah. I was like, we just hired him. <gasps> was like, no. <laughs> was he making your chicken fingers in the yeah, back? I was so funny. And I was like, no way. And then I was just like, and then I saw that he was working there. And I was like, oh, my God. So I think I got him fired from a second job. Just because I was like randomly talking shit at a bar that he worked at. For, it was just like. It was all completely, I wasn't trying to get him fired the second time. You know, I was just like randomly talking shit. No, that's good. Fuck that guy. If you're just hearing the story now, this guy, Dale, got, he wanted to get the dishwasher fired because he had a beer. The night he, the night porter, the guy yeah. who worked from f uh, 2 a.m. to 9 a.m. You need this guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, he tried to get that guy fired because he had a beer. My uh, God. So, yeah, no. Uh, one more kitchen. Because it's not always the kitchen or the management uh, you know, sometimes it's, you know, your coworkers, like we were saying that would, right. uh, and I remember my first real kitchen job, I was a salad boy at a place called Stockyard Steakhouse. Salad boy. Yeah. No, you start, that's where you start. You start as a salad boy, then you can work up to apps and then you can go on the grill and then you can cook the lobster, you know. Like, but salad boy is a lot of responsibility because there's a little bug that lives on lettuce. And if lettuce is not washed properly, oh, you yeah. will get sicker than if you had undercooked meat. Oh, you find all kinds of shit in there. I once served someone to wash by accident like someone returned I was like there was a wasp in my salad I was like mm -hmm. I don't I'm sorry I don't know what to, yeah. I'm sorry to tell you that's that. why even that bagged lettuce you get from the grocery store gotta wash it yeah. sorry sometimes you get like a frog in there or something so this guy I worked with um, he was this like gigantic stinky dude and um, he made us call him uh, N-word Ray he made you call him that yes he, that was like that was his name 
That was his name. That sounds and, like a trap. And I didn't, well, I, I never did. I would always say Ray, you know, yeah. but like that's what he would, when he introduced himself, that's how he would. And the other day he wore a pinky in the brain shirt and <laughs> he stunk worse than anyone I've ever like been Like body around. odor? Body odor. Like refused to wash himself. And we had to work in mm. re- quarters way tighter than this. It's always people with the worst body odor that think they don't smell. Yeah, no. And they're like, no, I don't need deodorant. I'm fine. It was like, I was 16, you know, and I'm a big guy, you know, and I always live by the motto, if I don't stink, you shouldn't stink because yeah. I'm huge. And you know what? I'm, I don't shower every day. So if I don't stink, you definitely shouldn't stink. And so this guy's reeked all hell until like, finally I brought him deodorant and I was like, you got to start putting this on. Yeah. And I'm 16. You know, and he's like in his 20s and shit. He's just sitting there. I caught him uh, cooking crack in the bread oven. Ray. Yeah, no. <laughs> it was Ray, like, you can't cook crack in the bread oven. That's for bread. <laughs> what if you get early morning patisseries? They're like, I would like a croissant, please. So like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, how are you employed? Uh, yeah, but that was, uh, the, yeah, so many, the kitchens, you know, I can go on and on. Obviously. It's easy to be dirty at the kitchen. I got one story that doesn't involve a kitchen. Please. So this is a job I had to take in New York. I got it on Craigslist. You know, you do all these kind of like odd end jobs just to make ends meet in New York City. Got to do it. That's how the city goes. So I worked at these, um, this uh, jeweler and then she wanted to make like one of those glass houses for the jewels. Yeah. And it goes up in these um, like tents for the daytime in like Central Park or in Bryant Park. And again, like around Christmas, especially when people want to get gifts. Yes. Right. But because it's New York City, you're not going to build like a regular little glass table. You're going to build an elaborate construction. Right. Yeah, it's got to be like, wow, because it's New York. Unless you do something like this you're going to get rolled over, right? Mm-hmm. So in order for this glass construction to work, I had to show up early and build it myself. But the thing is, is it's, um, you have to do it without gloves because it's so delicate. And um, if one little piece isn't screwed in correctly, then at the opposite end, it isn't going to screw in at all. Yeah. So you got to make sure it's like 100% from second one. So one day I show up and I'm like hungover. It's New York. You know, I'm young. Mm-hmm. And I, I, um, fuck it up and I break it and then my hand slices on the glass. Yeah. Oh. But I need the money. You know what I mean? And here's yeah. the thing about hand slicing on glass. At first you're just like, oh, it's a little bitty cut. And then you're like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. And then it opens. And then it opens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I found a first aid kit. I like threw some alcohol on it. Oh. It was really painful. Of course. And then wrapped it in a t-shirt and then I needed the money so badly I didn't say shit to my boss. Of course. I continued building the tent. I built an entire tent also and then set out the and then sold jewelry all day when I should have gone to the hospital. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. No, I got you see this uh, not that cut. That's from when the dog bit me. Hold on. Where's the other one? I think it's over here. Where'd it go? Oh yeah, here. You can't see it as well anymore. You know, it's like twenty something years old, right there. Yeah. That was from when uh, it was a glass cut. I was working at BW3s and I was like pushing the garbage into the garbage bin. And then this like broken beer bottle shot out of it and went into my hand and I had to like pull it out. It was fucking crazy. Like literally that was the only time I ever saw like, 
You're like, you know, when you bleed, you bleed. That was the first time I ever saw like, like, like a little, like, like a little gut, like a little squirt out of my hand. And that shit was fucking terrifying. Damn. And I remember, yeah, you just wrap it up and keep working. Yeah. What you are you going to do? Like, I mean, now I'd be like, I got to go to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> the shit we put up with. Oh my God. Just to like barely survive. Oh yeah. Here's a shitty job I had. Uh, one summer uh, in Worcester, Mass, I was working in this uh, warehouse. Uh, they sell like, uh, how do I put this? Uh, shelves that are in stores. Shelves that are in stores? Yeah, you know, like when you go buy something at a store, it's sitting on something, you know, like a shelf. Like oh. that, they, still, they used to sell shel- store shelving. Oh, so like the rolly kind? No, just like anything, pegboards, you know, like just straight up shelves, okay. you know, like little plastic things to put the prices on. That was this this job. And my dad was running the warehouse. And so for one summer they had me, my dad hired me to come and work in the warehouse with them. And my job for the entire summer was they put me in a room probably, I don't know, four times the size of this. And it was just filled with uh, screws and nuts and bolts. And I literally counted every screw and nut and bolt in that and for two months, it took me. That sounds like a job for like Hades. Yeah, no, it was it was the that most sounds like a mythological job. Where I they couldn't like, believe how hard it was, and it was just like, and I would just sit there and like I'd be locked in, in hundred degrees, no fan, like oh. it's middle of summer, fucking just like sweating. I you know just like that you know it's a, hands all cut up from grabbing all those craggly screws and, dirty. and you literally have to count each one and you lose count every single fucking time and it was just like it literally took me two months to count this room and it was just like i, I it was the worst job did I ever you had walk out of life. there with like a streak of gray hair or no i eventually just like i remember just how and then i just hated massachusetts it just didn't go well for me <laughs> You know, I just, I did not have a good time. I never had, I have since had good times in Massachusetts. Right. But um, I can't say that. And, you know, and I apologize if you're listening to the show from Worcester, Mass, but you got to get out of there. You, you, you got to get out of that town. It's such a. It's Is that where Worcestershire sauce was created? They wish. They it's wish. just Worcester. It's Worcester. Worcester, Worcester, Massachusetts. Oh my God! It's just too masculine over there, right? Not just that; it gets dark at like four p.m. in the winter. No, it was such an awful job, and and I couldn't. It was it was a nightmare working there. I wish I remember the name of it, but who cares? Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. That brings me up to another one. Um, Because sometimes dirty jobs aren't necessarily like sticking your hand in shit. Sometimes they're just like tedious. It's dirty because it's got to get done. Yeah. But nobody wants to do it. Like I was a file clerk for a major company, like a multi-billion dollar corporate, like shipping corporation. Yeah. 
And they had to have, well, they had some online stuff because they're pretty old school, but they wanted to have a paper trail. They wanted everything for paper. Yeah. So what I sat in a windowless room, the sides of this room probably, and if you don't know, this room is about two of my arm spans, three of my arm spans. Yes, yeah, it's it's a, it's a small bedroom. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm like sitting in this room, um, no window, and I'm surrounded by files all the way up to the top. I'm sure if you look through my Instagram early on, you could see pictures of me like mm-hmm. crying in there. <laughs> but um, so what they would do, like every folder was labeled like 120923. 120924. Oh 1209451209945. And then my boss would come in with a stack of papers every morning that was like, you know, the size of a, like an Old Testament Bible. And then like stamped on the top would it's be only half a Bible, by the way. Would really <laughs> or it was like it was like the size of some like Aramaic, I don't know, just this too much, too many papers. Yeah. And then it would like on the top, it would be like one, two, four, five, oh, two. So I'd have to take one single slice of paper and then go to one, two, four, five, zero and then find one, two, four, five, zero, one, one, two, four, five, zero, two, one, two, four, five, zero, three, and then put it in between. Oh, my God. And then staple it and then boom, and then onto the next slice of paper. Oh, the worst. I fucking kill me. I went gray. I went gray having that job. And then when I, when they fired me, <laughs> I was fine. My yeah. health improved. Everything was better. My skin. Improved. Well, you got to like breathe anything other than dust. Woo. I did data entry once for a week. No, it was the worst. No, I couldn't handle it. I was like, I would just fall asleep on myself every all day, every day. And like, then I, I so one day I brought in the CD player and they told me I couldn't listen to music. I was like, why? Why can't I? Like, it's the only thing keeping me awake. It's because they want you dead inside. This doesn't make any sense. I was like, it. I will get more done if I got the music, if I got the tunes. I would get up and I would stretch. And because I can't just sit down all day. Oh, and your then, back starts to hurt. Yes. My boss would walk around and she'd be like, what are you doing getting up? You should be looking at the folders. Look at the files. And I'm just like, I can't sit down and look at one, two, four, five, oh, six. Like, yeah. I can't. Like, I lost my fucking mind to the point where I couldn't take the elevator up and because it was on the 42nd floor of this Grace building yeah. in Bryant Park. Oh, uh, the Grace building. I yeah. Like that's a good looking building. It's a very pretty building. Yeah. The elevator, if you don't know, it's like, it's a really hall, like tall building. Yeah. I think we were on the 42nd floor. I timed it. It goes like 10 seconds to get up to 42nd floors. Yeah, that's always crazy. Like you like fucking lift off the floor for a little while. You're yeah. just kind of like hovering. You do. And everybody's just like terrified of it. But yeah. I would be too scared to take the elevator down on my lunch break. So on my 30 minute lunch breaks, I would go to sleep under my desk. Ah, not bad. Not I would just bad. turn off the lights and close the door and go to sleep under my desk. That's not bad. You know, we, we've talked a lot about jobs that we had that kind of sucked. If you got more, please feel free. I'm good. But I think we should talk about some jobs that we don't want. Stuff we've never tried before. Oh. Um, Okay. You know, like I, I, I first, I'll tell you the first one, and you know, and and if you have one of these jobs, I'm not sitting here trying to make you feel bad for yourself. It's more of like I commend you for doing it. Yeah, you know, like they have to get done. Yeah, they got to get done. You know, and it's just like one of those things where you ever hear the Bob Dylan song "Got to Serve Somebody." It doesn't matter who you are, you know, like you got to serve somebody, you know, you may be the, you know, you, it may be the devil, it may be the Lord, but you got to serve somebody. Really? Yeah. Every single person, no matter who you are, you got to serve somebody. If you have no job and you just live off of your, your significant other, you got to serve that person. You know, like, so no matter who you, you know, that's like, you got to, if you want to live, you have to serve somebody. It's a great song. Okay. It's actually a very religious song, but, um. I, the, one of the jobs that I could never see myself having is a masseuse. 
I don't think I could ever. It seems so hard. Right, because everybody's body is different, and some people don't k- take care of their bodies. Not just that. If I'm, Stinky. You know, like, I give Julie massages all the time. You know, like, I, they never last longer than a half hour. Mm-mm. You know, I just can't physically do it. My my wrists start to hurt. My fingers start to hurt. Last massage I got, she got on top of me. Yeah, these motherfuckers are crazy. They go yeah. for an hour, and then they, like, next person. That's cr- they gotta have it's, carpal tunnel. Uh, it's gotta be insane. Yeah, I, I can't. I would never do that job. And they gotta go to school and shit. Fuck school. Fuck school. <laughs> a job I wouldn't want to have. Um, porta potty cleaners. Oh, I mean, yeah, no, of course. I but mean, you could do that with a hose, I guess. Well, what they do is they like because I watched some stuff on it. They'll um, there's these companies that like rent them out for festivals, yeah. and the people that um, work for the company, what they have to do is. They scrub it on their hands and knees. Really? And they have, I mean, they have boots and gloves and glasses. Do but they I'm, do well? I'm like, give them a hazmat suit, dude. Yeah. Like, well, what yeah. are you doing? Like, what if it, and they're like, oh yeah, we get fecal matter in our mouth. God we get damn. it like, you know, on our bodies. What? All the particles. All uh, the particles they make in California. They make. Um, I always thought it'd be fun to have a. I'm sorry, I completely interrupted no you. I just always thought it'd be fun to have like an old detective name. Uh, you know, his name's uh, PP. You know, because he used to always be like, you know, my name's RS. You know, whatever. And it was like my name's PP particles. Yeah, to scrub your toilets. My name's PP particles. PP particles. Sorry, I love it. No, they make. No, I like. I like PP particles. That should be a character you do, Eddie. Yeah, PP particles here. Clean your toilets and scrub your sheets. He's All right. like an old Southern gentleman. <laughs> In California, they make 30K. Oh, that's not good at all. Nope. Um, <laughs> nope, not at all. At first, I was like, oh, that's not bad. And I was like, no, that is horrible. Yeah, to do that. But I guess, like, um, because it looks like you, as long as you get the job done, you get the job done. Like, you yeah. don't, from what I saw, it doesn't look like you have a foreman over you. You just clean the thing and then you go and you, Drive it to a little hole in the ground where you dump it. Yeah. And they, they got to, you ever see, ever go um to a restaurant, back to restaurant work? This is a job I wouldn't want. It's like the people who come and empty the grease traps. Yes. Oh, the stinkiest of the stinky. Because you have to, if you don't know, grease traps are this like forbidden block. It's where you take all the old oil from your fryers. Yes. And then you dump it in there. When you can't use it, when you've done filtered it four times and you can't use it again, you know, this is what you do. And it is gross. It is the stinkiest of the stinkies. You know, it smells worse than a porta potty. This old grease when it it's mingles. Because it's got chicken, with, fish, oh. steak. It's got everything in it. And like old. Yeah. And so whenever you wheel it out at the end of the night, when you take out the old grease, it's like you and a buddy like literally have to like carry a bucket of grease out into the parking lot and dump it into this receptacle next to the dumpster. And then somebody comes like once a week or whatever and puts a hose in it and sucks it up into their truck. And it is the worst smell. When they open that thing and they start sucking it into the truck. Yeah. That is the worst fucking smell I think I've ever experienced. Yeah, it's bad. Oh, I would not want to be a a, a, a grease monkey. A like grease that. thing. And that's, I know that's a, that's a, a an auto mechanic thing, but uh, that's, you know, the other guys have that too. Um, corporate <laughs> lawyer. I would not want to be, have that job. Oh, that's a dirty job. That's a dirty job, How much right? do they make, though? Oh, millions. Really? Yeah, they're all fucking rich as shit. But what do they do? They just be like, my guy isn't guilty. Yeah, well, they, they're on the side of the corporations. 
Oh. So whenever someone tries to sue a corporation, they're on the side of the corporation and they like, and they ruin people's lives and shit like that. I met someone like that. So I'm sitting at a bar. This is years ago, back when I bartended and would go get a drink after work just to calm down. Yeah. And this guy comes up to me, blonde, tall, sort of quote unquote, classically attractive, but you know, there's something about them that's like Mm -hmm. skeezy. So he sits next to me and he says, first thing he says is, what are you, 35? And I was like, what? Like, huh? Like, that's not a bad, like, 35 isn't old and it's not a bad thing, but he said it in a way. You don't bring up someone's age, especially no. a woman is in, that you First just met. question? No. He did that on purpose to make me be like, huh? Whoa, was whoa. Was he like nagging you? Yes. And then he was like, he told me he was a corporate lawyer and that he was like, he pointed to the, the, uh, the bar back and he said, see if he slipped right now and he tried to sue the bar we would, um, I would be on the side of the bar and I would get him. I'd probably counter sue him for trying to sue us. And I was just like, I, I did the gray man thing. I just turned straight and then like I just gave him nothing. Oh, you told me about this the other day. Yeah, I gave him no, like not even negativity. I just gave, and he, he started breaking down. He's Shut like, that fucker down. Yeah, he was just like, look at me, look at me, talk to me, look at me. And he's like, if you give them nothing, they have nothing. Cause he was a, he was a narcissist. Yeah. And he was bad Pu- guy. Public defender though. Mm-hmm. Also a thankless job, but, you know, I'm glad they exist. Do they make less money than corporate lawyers? A public defender makes nothing. They make dog shit. They work for the, they work for the government. Wow. You know, but like to just, you know, to make that your job, you know, to, you know, not charge people to defend them. I mean, some of them suck for sure, you know, but on a whole, like whenever I'm like voting and I don't know who to vote for, I always pick the person that it says was a former public defender oh, because you have to be kind of like a little selfless to, yeah. cause you're also like, you're representing the worst people on earth sometimes, you know, like murderers, rapists, like you're on their side because that's what the constitution says. But you people know, deserve a trial. Everyone deserves a trial. Yes. No matter what they've done, everyone deserves a trial. And so to like be a public defender, and do that shit for free. Cause like a normal defense attorney, they'll charge you out the wazoo. It's like a hundred dollars every time they pick up the fucking phone. Yeah. You know, but like with the, if you're lucky, the, um, you know, but a public defender, uh, you know, is, is a real thankless job and I would never want it. It seems like it's gotta be so hard yeah. knowingly when you know your, your client is guilty and you have to defend them anyway, and you're not getting paid out the wazoo. That's gotta be hard. I knew an ambulance chasing lawyer once when I was bartending. He would, yeah, he'd bring in one of those old police scanners Mm -hmm. and like he'd put it at the bar. And so we would hear like, you know, and then he would be like, he would sip on a whiskey all night. And then he would go, he told me he would chase the ambulance. And when they got to the hospital, he said, basically you have 30 seconds from when they take the bed from the ambulance into the doors and you have to, come with paperwork with a, and a pen and say, hey, I'm here for you. Your family, they're not here. I'm here and I'm going to be on your side. Just sign away. And as soon as they sign up. I don't even know what they're doing. No, but he would he would basically take a, a huge commission off of them. Uh, He's a bad guy. My mom used to work as a intake at a emergency room, North Broward Medical Center. And if I like, you know, I was an only child. My dad would be out of town a lot. So sometimes I would have to like go like hang out in the emergency room <laughs> and uh, for like hours until my mom was done with work. And I remember I have a distinct memory of some guy coming in and he had his uh, he had his eye in his hand 
and like a real eye or a glass yeah, no, like eye? His eye. He like Whoa. like was that like it was just like a freak thing. Was it attached someone, to the cords? No, it was it was off. And someone apparently someone had thrown a rock at his car and it got like a piece of glass just like shot his eye out of it. It was like the Whoa. like it, it one in two million shot, you Whoa. know? Like and it just and it just happened to happen to this guy. And I remember him walking in, he was so calm. He had his I might and they wouldn't take him back until my mom processed him. And my mom was just like yelling at the doctors, like, take him back. He's holding his eye. And the guy was so calm. And and he was really, and he, I remember he was so calm until a nurse came and tried to take his eye from him. And then he fucking flipped out. Don't you take my eye yeah. from me. You don't take my eye from me. <laughs> so uh, nine uh, emergency room intake, uh, I'll throw on the list as well. Oh my God. Someone who works at like a chicken processing plant. Oh, and they got to like. Imagine that. Oh, the smell. I mean, just like, you remember in New York, we'd see all those like. Coops like those like yeah. those like storefronts that they would sell like a live chicken to somebody and like literally just like feathers would be flying out the front door and shit. It was just like you you open someone open the door, you know, it's just like the worst noise ever. That to me, like someone who has to kill a bunch of chickens all day. That's this is kinda, chaos. Yeah, that's complete chaos. Um, I've got a job that I wouldn't want to personally do, but if I could see some people doing it, grave okay. digger. Oh, yeah. I feel like I can do it. Yeah. If you're a solitary person, go do it. Really, like you dig some graves and like now they have machines, so you don't have to do it by hand. But Mm -hmm. um, you also just like mow the lawns, you know, wipe down the stones. Like you're kind of like an ambassador to like. It seems very peaceful job, to be honest with you. Absolutely. You know, and I've seen like like, uh, a lot of times, like uh, the couple funerals I've been to recently. Uh, and you see them, they're always kind of like hanging around, waiting, and they're just, you know, it's it's weird. Like, in order to like be respectful, you just kind of got to chill and be nice, you there. know, and just like just sit back and wait till everyone's done. And you just say, you know, it takes as long as it takes the funeral, you know, sometimes. And, you know, it, it's a, it's an impressive job. You I, dig the hole, you set back, you're supposed to be out of the way for the procession. Yeah. And then you help lower them down in front of everybody. Yeah. And then you step back again and you wait till they're done and you got to make sure there's that big mound of dirt so people can uh, put the one shovel on. It, uh, I don't know if everyone, Jewish tradition definitely does that. Yeah. I don't know if everyone does the one shovel on, you know, but uh, mm-hmm. you, you ever, um, you ever do that? You ever put a, a shovel of dirt on someone's uh, coffin? Um, I know when my dad passed, we saw it being lowered and then we just kind of left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we didn't do the one shovel. Yeah, that's inten- it's intense. I've done it a couple yeah. times and it's uh, it's it's hard every time, you know, because it's like it's like it, it. But I um I would prefer to do it than to not do it. I know we're getting off subject a little bit. Well, right. Because you, you want to feel like you're a part of their funeral. And it's closure. Right. I'm putting dirt on this person. Bit. You know, like it's so it is, it's kind of closure. And um, both Abe Lincoln and Rod Stewart were gravediggers. Uh, Tom Petty, too. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Tom Petty was a gravedigger. Look at that. You make about 40K a year. Yeah, you know, it's a good first job. It's a good first. So if you, hey, if you're a solitary person and like kind of being by themselves and like mm-hmm. taking care of nature, maybe you have a, a, a respect for the dead, then go be a gravedigger. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be able to uh, be an Amazon driver. No. That's got to be the worst. Because they track you. Beep, 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 beep. And not just that. It's just that everyone's gotten so willy-nilly with the Amazon. I remember I was sitting at a traffic light and I saw four Amazon trucks. And I was like, this is not good. Too much. Why are we ordering so much Amazon? We don't need this. All these boxes that are going to waste. You know, and these fuckers. I remember 
uh, before I, one of the things that made me quit Amazon, not, not just how bad they treat the drivers and all that stuff that, you know, they're peeing in bottles and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, but I remember I got an Amazon package at 11 PM one day. What? And I was just like, I feel wrong. No, this should be working then. And it was like AAA batteries or something, you know, like it was no. like, it was like, that's, this is wrong. That should only be reserved for people who physically cannot go get the thing. Yeah. It's gotta be, that has to be like a medical emergency. It's like yeah. an oxygen tank. No. It's the only thing you get at that time of night. What do, we've gotten too, and I don't want to make like a, a dig on capitalism here, but we've just gotten too comfortable with getting whatever we want when we want. Hey, maybe we shouldn't be having peaches Every day out of the year. No, Maybe we enjoy be it when seasonally. they're juicy. Yes, exactly. Exactly. You know, unless you got another one, I'd say we, we need to find a brighter side of these dirty jobs. Well, I mean, we wouldn't have a functioning running society unless somebody did it. It's It'd true. be shit all over the streets. Mm -hmm. I think another thing, a lot of these dirty jobs is for, um, you know, I think you know, this is going to sound wrong coming out of my mouth, but I think um, people uh, who have no schooling, you know, they can, this is something they could fall back on. You know, someone who like, you, a lot of these jobs, uh, you don't even know how to read. You yeah. know, you don't even need to know, you know, you know. It's, it's, I think like it is important to have a job for everybody. Absolutely. Not everybody is going to be like um, a boss babe. Yes. <laughs> like in New York City, like on the typewriter. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, There's all different kind of jobs for all different kind of people. And that's how a society should function. Also, uh, if you're going to uh, improve your life, it's got to start awful somewhere. It's got to start somewhere. <laughs> you know, and especially like these restaurant jobs. Like if you're young and just getting out of your house. Oh, yeah, for sure. These are good jobs to have. You get paid quickly, sometimes mm -hmm. in cash. It's dirty. But also maybe sometimes you're 17, 18 years old and you got to get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Um, I think the, a good, another thing I want to mention before we go, um, years ago, one of our first episodes was about crime scene cleanup. Right. And, Lupe uh, Rodriguez. Lupe! We're batting 34th for the Montreal Yankees. Um, the um, But yeah, go check out that episode. It's one of our first episodes. It's probably in the first 20 episodes we ever did. Uh, and he We interviewed uh, our buddy Lupe Rodriguez, who uh, used to do crime scene cleanup in Baltimore. So, uh, oh my God. <laughs> and so that's a fucking uh, disgusting job. So go check out that old episode. Thank you so much for listening to our Dirty Jobs episode. Um, I had a nice time uh, doing this with you, Amber. Uh, if you want to check us out on Instagram, you can check out Amber Smelson, Eddie Tunes, Last Podcast Network, and The Brighter Side LPN. On Twitter, it's at Eddie Tunes underscore, at Amber Smelson, at Last Podcast Network, at Brighter Side LPN. Uh, Brighter Side Live on Twitch is the uh, second Tuesday of every month. That's 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern. That's on the LPN Twitch channel. Uh, the next one is going to be on September 13th. So uh, look out for that. Um, that's, uh, like I said, the second Tuesday of September. Uh, Brighter Side Live uh, is uh, monthly at the Pack Theater. Um, it's the fourth Saturday of every month, and it's going to be at 11 p.m. It is uh, my midlife crisis. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's on your 40th birthday? No, no, no. I've already turned 40. Right. Sorry, um, I forgot. Is, no, that's fine. You don't need to remember my age. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but on September 24th is, uh, is our next show. Please check that out. Um, but that is on the fourth Saturday of the month, uh, through November. So, uh, the next one is on September 24th. Come check that out. Pack theater in Hollywood, 11 PM. 
uh, Classy Night Out. Um, we have a special two-hour Classy Night Out um, at the end of the year. So if you're going to come spend New Year's in uh, in uh, L.A. on the 30th, the day before New Year's Eve at 8 p.m., uh, come check out uh, Henry and I's show, Classy Night Out. Um, we both got Patreons. Amber, uh, tell these fuckers about your <laughs> bullshit. Um, it's Amber Smelson on Patreon. It's a way to support me as an artist. Um, what I do is I'm working on a book and I write and then I really love feedback. So you're just getting the raw deal <laughs> out of me. I love that. Yeah. No, they get to work with you. And that's a, yeah. and, and as someone who does, it's a pleasure. Thank you. And like sometimes I'll do live shows. Like I, the, the character I did at the last Classy Night Out, mm -hmm. I recorded it in my house on my phone and I put it on Patreon and I was like, hey, y'all got any notes? That's great. And some people like threw me some bones, like some notes. And I was like, thank you. And I used it on stage and it worked. I love that. Yes. I love that. Uh, check out my Patreon as well. Patreon.com slash Eddie Tunes. That's the home of the Eddie Tunes two hour radio hour that I do with my buddy Adam Wirtz. And also uh, I put a bunch of playlists on Spotify and Maps. I did. I put all the, um, I curated the my entire wedding weekend oh. uh, with playlists that were very, you know, and so I put all of those playlists on the Patreon so you can listen to all the music that you would have heard all wedding weekend if you were, uh, 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 how do I say this? Um, cool enough that I invited you to my wedding. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you can check me out. Uh, I'll be hitting the road. I'm opening for uh, my cousin Jeff Ross on uh, September 10th at the Blue Note in Napa. Uh, September fifteenth and sixteenth in Chicago at the no Chicago September Improv. 11th? No, September eleventh is. Um, I'm just going to. I'm going to be chilling in Napa. You're going to celebrate. Yeah, I'm going to be. Uh, yeah, I'm going to do it properly. I'm going to. I'm going to take down two bottles of Pinot for the, <laughs> one for each tower, and it'll be great. Um, so in the, the September fifteenth and sixteenth, I'll be at the Chicago Improv. Uh, the October 14th through the 16th, I'll be at the Miami Improv and, uh, December 1st through 3rd, I'll be at Zanies in Nashville with Marie Anderson from the Reformed Horse. Love it. Um, sticker giveaway is going on. I just sent a bunch out. Uh, the Brighter Side Care of LPN. You can mail us a, um, self-addressed stamped envelope to the Brighter Side Care of LPN PO Box 470 North Hollywood, California 91603. We're still sending everything to the PO Box, right? Thumbs up from Madeline. Thank you, Madeline, for all the producing you do. And if you look at the social media, yes, Maddie is our social media guru, but Madeline takes all of our pictures, and they're so great. And thank you for all your hard work that you do. Um, check me out on Spotify, Ed Larson, Napster, Eddie Tunes. Um, thank you to April, our editor. And um, you can still rent and buy um, my movie, How America Killed My Mother, at HowAmericaKillMyMother.com. And taking us out today is a song called Dirty. By Ooh. the Stumble Bums. I said that to you the other it's day. It's a good song. They, this is a, it's, it's, speaking of a dirty job, the Stumble Bums were a New York City subway band. And that's how I found them, and they put out an album. And it's really cool. So, Dirty by the Stumble Bums. Be good yourselves, and uh, wash your hands. <laughs> Bye. Baby, say it's all right. I want it dirty, dirty, dirty. Dirty, 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 baby. Dirty, dirty tonight. Tonight, I want it dirty.
This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.